Hey, everybody. Welcome to Save Your Sorry, where we talk about the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I'm Katrina Rochelle. I'm here with my best friend slash co-host, Jose Angel. Who are we talking about today? Today, we'll be discussing Daniel Hernandez, more famously known as Tatashi 69 or just 69 or the self-proclaimed king of New York. Are you a Tatashi fan? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not really. No? Do you like any of his songs? Uh, no. I, I, no. Think, I think they uh, have been catchy because a lot of them are nonsensical. You can't really understand them. But um, I'm cool off the music. Yeah. He's I, interesting looking. I ain't going to lie about that. I do like Fifi, and I think that's just because of Nicki Minaj. But, yeah. You like the other Nicki song they did? Trolls? It, it's it's okay. It's not as good as Fifi. I got most of this information from Six Nine, the saga of Danny Hernandez, the podcast infamous, the Tatashi Six Nine story, interviews Tatashi had done on The Breakfast Club, and mm. article by Thomas Hobbs called A Timeline of Satoshi 69's Complicated Legal Drama. And just interviews and clips I've seen of him talking. To be honest, I didn't really have an opinion before this. Like, I knew who he was. I liked Fifi. But after doing research for this, I kind of hate the guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not too finding out you don't like him. He's well, just... I mean, it's understandable, especially if you probably de- <laughs> uh, did a deep dive into all his history and stuff. Uh, he's just like that little cousin that's so immature and you hate him. And I think I was rooting for him because he is a Mexican and I'm Mexican and I want him to be great, but <laughs> it just wasn't there. How can I can't even say nothing about that? You know, you know, Issa Rae rooting for everybody black <laughs> always, <laughs> but I get it. Uh, yeah. but, uh, you did you ever before researching them and I, I, besides the Nikki song, you had never really. I heard, heard of him? him here and there, and I'll bring it up as it comes up. So I'll re- be referring to him mostly as Takashi, since that is his stage name. Takashi was the second of two children. His mother was an immigrant from Mexico, and she had Takashi's older brother, Oscar, in 1994. Takashi was born May 8, 1996. Takashi's biological father was never really in the picture. Takashi's stepfather came into the picture when Takashi was around two. And Takashi always grew up thinking that was his real dad. Sadly, Tatashi's stepfather was murdered in 2010 when he was 13. This had a huge effect on Tatashi. He says he felt responsible for his murder because his stepfather asked him if he wants to go to a store with him. Tatashi said he didn't feel like it. And then he was shot. Obviously, there was nothing Tatashi could have done about this, but he had yeah, survivor guilt. And after his stepfather died, he gone to a huge depression, which is, I mean, understandable. He's grieving, but he was no longer eating. He lost a lot of weight. He hardly showered and he just starts acting out. In the eighth grade, Tatashi gets expelled from school. I just saw bad behavior, so I don't know if there's any more there, but I didn't see a specific reason. He said he never went to high school, but during his court testimony, he did name a high school and said he dropped out around 10th or 11th grade. Uh, Dang, I didn't know anything. Well, I mean, to be fair... He kind of, and in my eyes, just dropped onto the the planet. So I didn't really look into his history. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, but that's that sucks because that that happens in a lot of children's life where um, an adult asks you a question or you make a decision, and then something happens bad as a result, and you take on that weight when it's not your fault. I can understand that, and that's that sucks. Yeah, I mean, it was such a ordinary thing in life that if someone asked you, do you want to go to a store with them? It's not a big deal at the time. Like, exactly. no, I don't want to go. Like, I just want to chill. But it unfortunately was the last time Tatashi saw his stepfather. His family was very poor growing up. Tatashi said his mother would get them shoes by finding them in the trash and would present them like they were brand new. Tatashi and his mom shared a bed. And he said his mom would cry because she would hear his stomach rumbling that night because they did not have food. I think later when we look at Takashi and see how he is today, it makes more sense of how he's uh, is always flashing his money, jewelry, and cars. I think every rapper, especially early on in the career, shows off their money. But it seems with Takashi, he takes it to a new level, a little more excessive with the bragging. And I think his poor background has something to do with that. Mm, you think so? <laughs> at 13, Takashi got a job at Stay Fresh Grill, a bodega in Bushwick, Brooklyn, where he is from. 
He starts off as a delivery boy and works his way up to register. He starts making these clothes that say stuff like STD, HIV, the N-word, and ho. They look like... <laughs> the way you said that last one. <laughs> and ho. Like and a like a Jersey Shore type t-shirt shop thing? No, he was just making the shirts on his own time. Like it wasn't part of his job. Um, oh, he just wanted to just be controversial type things. Yeah, he was... You? Where he was getting some money and, I mean, his mom couldn't afford name brand clothes. So this was kind of a way to like style himself. Ah, I get, I kind of get that on that side. Yeah. Yeah. They ain't looking at the brand because they looking at the words. Like, God dang. They kind of look like a jersey with a number on the back. Can you guess what number he uses? 23. (laughs) 69. 69. Yeah. Okay. And like you said, it's all for attention. When people see him in these clothes, they want to take a picture with him. And I think it's funny how our first episode about Bill Cosby, we talked about Cosby's image, how he was a father figure, perfect family man. Mm-hmm. And this one, Takashi's image is further thing from that. Oh, 100%. 180. In 2013, Takashi appears in Illa music video when he's 17 by a rapper, Shadow the Great. In a blink and you missed an appearance. I tried watching the video and it looks like his shirt has some upside down crosses, but I couldn't read what it said. So he starts hitting him in it though. Yeah, like he pops up. Is he still is he is he rainbow stylized at this at this No, point? he is not at this point. He kind of looks normal. He got brown black hair. He has, yeah, black oh, hair. Of course. So he starts hitting out with these rappers from his neighborhood that he met at the bodega. And up until this point, he didn't have plans to be a rapper. And at this point of his life, he's living in this tiny apartment that he's sharing with his mom, his brother, his brother's girlfriend, and his girlfriend. His girlfriend, Sarah Molina, claims Tatashi's mother was a hoarder, and the apartment did look packed. I don't know if it's that's because hoarding or because five people are living in this tiny-ass apartment. Exactly. It's easy to call somebody a hoarder if y'all ain't even got a bed. I mean, got one bed to take up one uh, whole room. Yeah, like I saw it in the documentary and it was just packed, but it's five people. What can you expect? Especially in New York, New York City. In August 19, 2014, Tatashi's first music video comes out and some girls giving him head in the music video. (laughs) Which one? Which one is this? The song is called 69 and it gets some buzz because of the whole getting head thing. And this is at the point where he starts taking... The role of Takashi 69 or Takashi 69, however you want to pronounce it. And he gets his stage name from an anime. I don't know which one. I just, it's called Takashi. Yeah, I always wondered that. I knew it was something, but I had no idea. Like, you know, you hear something, you like, sound like something you hear on Tekken. <laughs> yeah, but, and 69 he gets because of 69. I feel like it's such an immature number that high schoolers giggle at, but that is his age group at this time. So. Oh, uh, yes. It, it, all the kids in all the schools love him. Yeah. Anything behind the school, them kids love him. Middle school, high school, elementary school. That's how I know I'm so disconnected because I don't understand it. I don't either. He also claims the number has a deeper meaning about having a different perspective. And you can still be right because if you flip the numbers, you will still see a six and a nine. And whatever. I'm calling bullshit on that. Hold up! What he said, six nine is 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 different because you switch it. It's nine to six. No, okay, six so nine. If, if I'm looking at the number sixty nine, mm-hmm. and you are on the opposite side of me, and you're looking at it upside down, it's still sixty nine. That's just logic, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bullshit thing. I get it. He he was trying to give us something. You know, I gotta get your Montel Williams it, on. It's going to be like, oh, this is so deep, but it's really not. It's just something stupid. I mean, I don't mind when people have stupid um origin names. It's just it is what it is. I also found a theory online that says it's because Daniel is six letters and Hernandez is nine letters. I believe that more than the spin he was trying to put on it. Oh, he should definitely go with that one. I like that reason a whole bunch better. Yeah. That's trash, though. Let me stop trying to make what I like somebody's reason. That don't matter. <laughs> but I do kind of like that 6-9. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Also, by this point, Sarah Molina, his girlfriend, is pregnant. 
Tatashi realizes he needs more money, so I think he viewed being a rapper as the fastest and quickest way to get that money. I want to note that during the trial, it did come out that he used to hit Sarah, so he is already a trash human being in this time of his life, in my eyes. Yeah, he he, he had a few things that had went on in his life before he was officially a rapper, because when everybody uh, really started hating him, they dug up on his past. So yeah, yeah. that's Tatasha. the one who's always on the uh, blogs cussing him out, saying he don't do nothing, and he's trash. Yeah. The Sarah Molina one. And that was his longtime girlfriend. I feel like that's just the longest relationship he has had. Takashi does have a religious side to him. He used to walk around like saying to himself, please God, change my life. Please God, make me famous. His group of rapper friends called themselves Scum Gang. That stands for Society Can't Understand Me. Again, I feel it's such a teenage thing. Like, I'm so edgy. No one gets me. He was a teenager at this point, so he does get a pass, I guess. We all had that cringe moments when we were teenagers that we don't want to think about. But (laughs) Takashi does not seem like he's outgrown it yet. Yeah. Uh I agree. Basically, he just went from one phase of his life to uh, another and just happened to get famous. And he didn't really have to grow up. He had issues and stuff. But it seems like when he got the money, his family and his mother primarily were dealing with those issues before when he was broke. And then they still were kind of dealing with him when he got the money. He just happened to, uh, you know, give him some money their way, but he could still act childish. He didn't really have to do anything. It seems like he doesn't, he's not really around, I guess, for his child. Allegedly, according to Sarah Molina. Sorry, allegedly. Um, But you see him out uh, doing things like with his his girlfriends or any other person or antagonizing rappers. So you're like, well, you know, you went through this hard time, but did you, did you learn anything from it? And what that's a lot of people when they get famous, but it's, it's magnified on him because of the type of behavior that he decides to do. In February 18, 2015, his song Shinigami comes out. I Googled what Shinigami means. And it just means like Brim Reaper in the video, more shock value. One clip has a guy shooting up drugs while Tatashi is standing next to him. This is around the time Tatashi starts dyeing his hair all these different colors. We now see that he's getting 69 tattooed on his arms. Mm. He's also doing vines, which were popular at the time, of like getting head. The girl's head is under the blanket, so you don't really see anything, but you know what's going on. Another video, he's doing a pedigree, which is a wrestling move on a girl. I actually remember seeing the pedigree video, but I don't, I didn't at the time connect it with Tatashi. I Sarah, do not remember. I did not know that he was on Vine during that time. Yeah. That's interesting. So that is why he first kind of starts going a little buzz around him. Exactly. Sarah Molina claims she doesn't know who these girls were, and it's just embarrassing to her. In February 21st, 2015, he does to a trap house in Harlem to shoot some clips for a music video. And while there, these guys are passing this girl around and they're doing sexual things with her. In some of the photos, Satoshi's making like a thrusting gesture and he smacks the girl on the butt. She's sitting on his lap. There is one huge problem with all this. The girl is only 13. Tatashi is tagged in the photos. He ends up reposting them. And the girl's mother ends up seeing the photos and contacts authorities. Jeez. I knew that that situation happened. I did not know that she was basically that young. That's so young. That is really young. And the first thing I remember hearing about Tatashi was he was a pedophile. That's what people are calling him. I do. Yes, I do remember everybody saying stuff like that. I think this is his first big scandal and it has stuck with him. Takashi claims he was only 17 when it happened, I guess, so he could try to make it look more innocent. Yeah, like, oh, I'm under 18 too, type of thing. But he was 18. And 17 or 18, it doesn't matter. That's still gross to be with a 13-year-old. Yeah, that, that age gap in that age group is just so wide and it makes it disturbing no matter if he was 17 or 18. Yeah, like if he's 35 and she's 30, no one's going to bat an eye. But at and, that and age, it, it's developmental. And y'all in a room with other people. So it's implied that there was multiple, there could have been, could have been multiple partners involved with a 13-year-old. Yeah, there was definitely other guys. We don't know there. how, we don't know how old the, those other people were. Um, he also claims 
he thought she was older, which whatever. I don't know if I'm buying that. Like, again, it's a 13 year old. Mm -hmm. So he pleads guilty to the use of a child in a sexual performance. It's sentenced to one year probation and would not be put on the sex registry list if he did got his GED, which he didn't end up passing. Apologized to the girl and her family in a letter, 300 hours of community service and attended mental health counseling, which mm. he probably needed the mental health counseling. Yeah, probably before then for all the stuff in his childhood. But that's yeah. a weak sentence as far as that crime goes. Yeah, I mean, it, he struck a plea deal. Mm-hmm. When he gets out of prison, one of the scum gang members, his friend Zilakami, who actually wrote a lot of Takashi's early stuff, he exposes Takashi over his charges. In an Instagram post, he shared the picture of the girl and Takashi, and it had pedophile written on it. Zilakami gave bail money, and when Takashi didn't pay it back, things turned sour. Is Zilakami- this like, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, is this like um, as this is going down, like the case, or this is like after Takashi has started to become a, a bigger name? So right now he has some buzz. He's putting music out there, but he's not out there yet. He's, you know, kind of, kind of still an underground person who's just going viral for his crazy looks. So his friend exposed him before all that stuff happened. So he's gotten exposed a few times. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. Zilla. <laughs> yeah, so Zilla, Kami, and Takashi end up settling their beef. But then Takashi goes on social media and he's talking all the shit about Zilla Kami again. My theory, I feel Takashi had no more use for Zilla Kami and the other scum Dane members, and he felt they were disposable. Takashi realized these rapper beefs bring in people. And that's why mm-hmm. to this day, Takashi's dating beefs and just trolling people. I wonder if some of these beefs are just PR moves. I think about half half of them have to be, but also that's trash on whoever this Zilla person is because you got to think about it. You don't expose this man in your group had a had a picture. Would you say had pedophile written over it? Yeah, with the picture with the thirteen year old. Yeah, and then you settle the beef. What what was said that settled the beef? Hey Zilla, I ain't no pedophile. Really, Takashi, it's all good. Like what the hell? How'd y'all settle that? I mean, I'm confused. But then, could, yeah, I do definitely think once y'all settled that beef, he was like, well, fuck y'all then. I'm, I'm about to uh, start making some other people. And the beef was over the bail money. So I don't know if Takashi paid him back or if they just said, we're we'll calling it even. I don't know. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. He probably could have paid him back and settled it that way. Yeah. But yeah, he, he definitely uh, went through all that trouble. He already burned them. He figured he got to get some more people to be in his crew. So. Because once you burn somebody, they ain't going to trust you like that no more. Exactly. That's why he had, uh, that's why he probably trashed them afterwards. Might as well. You burn the bridge, might as well put all the gasoline on it. I also think this is a time for Takashi to reinvent himself. I think before everything was sexual to get attention with the head videos. And now that everyone's calling him a pedophile, he had to switch roles. So now we get gangster Takashi. That's true. In 2017, Gummo came out, and he is surrounded by Dane members and the Nine Trey Dane, and Takashi <laughs> is now a blood, apparently. Yeah, whole transformation. I, yeah, I remember when Gummo first came out, it went viral. Everyone was talking about it, and I think the song is really what put Takashi on the map. I personally didn't get the appeal of it. I liked some rap, but that song was just not it for me. I do not understand. I, to this day, I will not understand. I laugh at it because this is the one with the whole blicky and the sticky shit, right? That's I don't even about. know. He's it just surrounded by that. all these nine tray yeah. members. They're all in red. I <laughs> felt like it was a joke and then people was like, oh, no, they really like it. I don't know. Maybe That's maybe what I was saying. This is also around the time when he starts getting his first face tattoos, the giant 69 on his face. Uh-huh. So Takashi soon makes the nine trays his more part of his brand. He's using them as bodyguards. They're managing him. I all think the for, videos, all the posing. Yeah, I think for the nine trays, Takashi was a cash cow. They were going to see how they can make money off of him. And Takashi became like an honorary member. He didn't have to take the steps of becoming a gang member. Yeah, but they were stupid. Because if that's how they were honestly thinking... Because I, I I heard stuff like that, too. Like, he was the cash cow. He was funding the whole operation. Why did they let him know, let him in on so many things? If he, 
Because the thing is, that's part, I guess, well, I wouldn't know. I'm not a part of gang culture, but what I could imagine is what kind of bonds and seals you as a gang is the fact that y'all all done dirt together. Y'all know each other's skeletons. Y'all been in the field together. So you got this man who maybe he did some small time stuff um, and uh, some sexual assault on the side, but he ain't really street proven, but y'all let him in and y'all let him in on all the information going on within the gang. It, I, th- I felt like it was a, a great move on his part, of course, bad move on their part, but that's not talking about the gang. But. I think they just got greedy. Blinded too. Yeah. Yeah. So in January 6, 2018, Tatashi grabs a 16-year-old boy by the neck who wants to take a picture of Tatashi in a mall. Remember that? I get not wanting your picture taken, but damn, that seems excessive to me. He is charged mm-hmm. with misdemeanor assault. May 20th, 2018, Tatashi is charged with operating a vehicle without a license. On May 21st, 2018, just a day later, Takashi causes, quote, swelling and redness to an officer's finger and and substantial pain. Takashi is charged. Who, did they say how that happened? What's, what happened it, with the officer finger? It didn't say in the article I read. It just said that, and he was like at the police station, and that's all they said. It said Takashi 69, breaking news. He was caught in a bad pull my finger gag with all. Would <laughs> be some shit if that's what like, it was? <laughs> oh my gosh, boss! I go home. I have extreme red redness and swelling in my finger. But because of that, Takashi is charged with four misdemeanors, including third degree assault. I don't think these charges hurt his image at all. Now he's proving how much of a gangster he is, and he gets all the street cred. I also feel at this point of his life, he's feeling untouchable. He has these gang members protecting him and acting on his behalf. Yeah, I think that's what gave him more credit or creed than anything, I guess, is the other people. Because I feel like maybe more of the his his younger demographic probably did buy those charges and all that other stuff. But I feel like other people, older people especially, kind of saw it was saw it for what it was. Like this man had too much money and was just acting out all over the place now that he was getting to travel the world. Yeah. In June 2018, Takashi is investigating in the attempted shooting of rapper Chief Keef. They had been arguing back and forth. Pretty much all mm-hmm. the Takashi beef is about, I'm the better rapper. I have more cars. I have more money. Yeah. F you. Suck my. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not really putting Takashi's beefs in this, because I feel some are organized and some just boil down to a pissing contest about being the best rapper. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I, re- I will tell you one thing that I do remember seeing about the Chief Keef uh, Takashi thing. It was so funny because, because uh, uh, you know, he was on Instagram making all these bold videos, calling people every word in the book. And I remember he he was in Chicago. And I guess he was in Chief Keefe's hood, you know, their area where, you know, they represent. And he was like, yeah, I want you, I bet you won't come out here and see me and do this. Right. And then he was talking all the shit in the video ends. But they had a security footage video that basically showed Takashi shooting that video and then immediately hopping in the SUV and taking off. Also, and I just thought that was so funny. Also with that video. Um, Takashi claimed it was 10 p.m. And because they have it on video, it's actually 3 a.m. Everyone's asleep. Like, exactly. go when it's busy, Takashi. That's just such a representative of who he is. Like, if, if the cameras ain't rolling, it really ain't, he ain't really about nothing, which tells me that I don't, that yes, he does, this is a part of his personality, but mostly he is doing it for the nor, what do you call it? Nor, noriety. Yes. The infamy. Let's say that. Something I can actually say, infamy. (laughs) There are some elements to the Chief Keef beef that are interesting, though. Apparently, it started because Chief Keef's cousin was dating a woman who goes by the name Cuban Doll. She appeared in one of Tatashi's music videos, and Chief Keef's cousin was not happy about that. Allegedly, Mm -hmm. this resulted in the beating of Cuban Doll. From there, Chief Keef gets involved, and Tatashi's being the troll that he is, takes Chief Keef's baby mama, Slim Danger, on a shopping spree and posted on Instagram. In the video, Slim Danger calls Chief Keef a deadbeat. And I doubt it if to Tashi on that one. It's just so petty and hilarious. And I kind of love like it. <laughs> you, damn. You said, I love it. Like, you're going to do that move. I, I mean, if I could, I think I would. 
And I just love all these names. Chief Keef, Cuban Doll, Slim Danger. Like, I need a rapper name, I think. <laughs> but no, that's cold-blooded. Like, that's for I, I do not. If you want to be petty and go out on a shopping spree with this man and have some pictures taken, whatever. But I could not be caught on video saying stuff that you just can't take back. Yeah. It just don't look. It's not a good look for people. And, and men will get you, I mean, women will get you caught up in a situation in a second, but men will too, um, especially with some video, they'll love to shoot a video back in your face. That's why revenge porn is such a big thing nowadays. Oh. You got to be careful about what you say on these cameras with these people who really don't give a fuck about you. you just a pawn. <laughs> that is true. Why am I harping on all the people Takashi has used? I ain't even really said nothing better about this one. Are I'm you upset a Takashi defender? <laughs> I'm upset about Slim Danger. All these people. On July 22nd, 2018, Takashi and Nicki Minaj come out with Fifi. It charts number three. I'm not going to lie. I loved Fifi. Mm. Mostly Nicki's part because you know I love Nicki. You do. But in my opinion, that's one of Tatashi's best songs. Yeah, I really didn't care for Fifi either. Um, it was okay. I, I think what's happening is <laughs> at that point, even even though I didn't, I knew barely anything about this man because of what I had seen on the internet so far. I just did not like Six Nine so much that I just couldn't like anything he did. Uh, he I, came out with a "We Are the World" song that everybody was on, and I would just be like, mm, "He's on it. I can't really get into it." So uh, Nikki was probably great on Fifi, but I couldn't recognize it. as soon as he came on. I was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 "I was done with that shit." I also think Gummo might have brought him to be popular in the rap world, but Fifi, I feel like, brought him more mainstream. Oh, especially when Nikki's on it. N- yeah. when Nikki because. She does a lot of features, but the thing is, because her features are so great, when so, when she's on a song, it's great. It, it, it's going it's going to rise. It's going to get up there. Yes, especially the same, if it's rap. That's what she does best. Definitely, the same day Tatashi is in the car with his driver when a car hits the back of the car they're in. His driver, Jorge, gets out of the car and someone approaches Takashi. This person is one of the nine Trey members, a man called Anthony Ellison, but goes by the name Harv. Harv has acted as the head of Takashi's bodyguards and he had recently been pushed out by Takashi's unofficial manager and other nine Trey member, Shadi. They disagreed on how to manage Takashi. Like I said, Takashi was just a cash cow. Anyway, Harv and another nine Trey member forced Takashi into another car. They are going to rob him, but Takashi does not have any money on him. Takashi tries to reason with them, but Harv ain't having it, so he kidnaps him. The whole time, Jorge is following them. He tries to get on OnStar to call the police, but it's just taking forever. Also, I just want to note in all this research, Jorge is just my favorite. At this point, Jorge was already working with the feds, but he was loyal to Takashi and even tells the OnStar guy, my brother was kidnapped. And you can tell by his voice, he is really worried. Mm. If they ever make a movie about this whole thing, Jorge just needs to be the main character. <laughs> he's, he's so noble. So basically, Jorge was maybe not in no dirt, but he wouldn't clean either. But even though he was talking to the police, the FBI, he was still on Takashi's side, is what you're saying. He wasn't one of the people trying to, you know, fuck with him. Jorge was just a driver who worked for Takashi and was very loyal to him. Got caught up in the shit. And got caught up and realized, hey, I'm doing gangster shit now too because I'm driving the car. Um, Jorge ends up passing a police officer and he tells him Takashi has been kidnapped. He was following the car that Takashi was in, but they pointed a gun at him and Jorge had to stop following. You know, they would have shot him. Yeah, I understand that shit. Only so much you can do. Yeah. So, Jorge, you go. The most believable part, I mean, it's all believable, it happened, but but what I'm saying is the, the part I resonate with the most is the fucking OnStar. I have accidentally pressed OnStar and it takes forever just to load so you can turn that shit off. <laughs> so I understand he tried to probably use that OnStar and that shit took five minutes to buffer and he didn't even get to the, hello, it's OnStar. You can watch the video on YouTube and it's just crazy. So meanwhile, in the other car, Takashi's bargaining for his life because if Harv can't rob him, he's going to kill him. 
So Tatashi's saying he'll give him all his jewelry, just spare his life. So Harv agrees to this, and Tatashi calls his girlfriend, Sarah Molina, mm. and they go to the house and it's like, hey, bring down the jewelry. So yeah. she does, but Harv changes his mind. He's not going to let Tatashi go. Harv knows that Tatashi is a poser. This gangster thing wasn't all an act, and Tatashi just got caught up in it. Mm-hmm. So the other member who's with them, pulls Satoshi out of the car, has him pinned down by his hair, and he's hitting him in the face. Harv is videoing it and telling Tatashi to claim he is not a Billy. He has to say it three times. Billy, I guess, means nine tray. I don't know why or how it means that, but I guess it does. <clears throat> they should just have it mean whatever it means, because <laughs> think out of context, this, this shit sounds ridiculous. Yeah, just... I'm not a Billy! I'm not a Billy! <laughs> <laughs> Like, goddamn. <laughs> Just say you're not a nine tray. I don't get it. I'm not a gangster, though. I grew up in the suburbs. Well, not me, but I'm not a gangster. <laughs> Takashi does manage to escape. He jumps into the back of a stranger's car and tells him there's people trying to kill him. So the person does drive Takashi off and drops him off at a hospital. From there, Takashi releases the image of his face to TMZ. So a lot of people do think it's a publicity stunt to like promote Fifi. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. I was one of them. I saw that picture. I was like, I didn't know what happened, but I was like, why is it? Why is it looking like that? Why didn't it look like a I don't know, but I definitely thought it was fake. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I also think this incident hurt Takashi's image because it does. It's not good if you're kidnapped and your jewelry is taken from you and you're supposedly this great gangster. It's Mm -hmm. just not a good look. It's like, who's protecting you? Where was the gang? Oh, it's the gang who did that shit. Well, what'd you do? In November 2018, Takashi fired Shadi and all his team because he realized he was missing thousands of dollars. He went on the Breakfast Club and told them he found out because he was supposed to be getting paid $3.6 million for his shows, but he was only getting paid $3,000. That's a huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. And that's something I would have noticed a long time ago, but I understand you get caught up, other people managing your money. So he realizes he's being ripped off. He goes online and posts it. He goes on the breakfast club and he tells that he's fired everyone and Shoddy's a thief. Yep, I remember that. Shoddy's lawyer claims Shoddy did not steal Takashi's money. He claims Takashi just did not know how to handle his money. You don't know who to believe because people see the way he flashes money and they see that as something that's believable. And then they see how much security he had and all the stuff he was doing behind it. So they think, well, yeah, he could have been spending it all. and His his, uh, expenses probably got too high. But then you're also thinking, like, if you got a whole bunch of people's hands in your money, uh, it could easily um, be people uh, double dipping in line behind your back as well. Exactly. So on November 19, 2018, Tatashi is arrested and is charged with racketeering, possession of firearms, armed robbery, drug trafficking, and conspiracy to commit murder. I think the conspiracy is about Harv because after Harv kidnapped Tatashi, Shadi was telling Tatashi that they have to kill Harv now as retaliation. This was recorded because they were in the back of Jorge's car. And if you remember, Jorge is already working with the feds at this point. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bring it around. I find it pretty amazing that these nine Trey members are pretty much going to war with each other over who can get the most money out of Takashi. Yeah, basically, they was all, they, everybody was greedy. Y'all were Everyone. greedy as a collective, and then you got greedy individuals. Y'all so greedy, y'all kidnapped this man. I, I I don't know. Blows my mind. But you're talking to somebody who ain't got that much money. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Takashi ends up pleading guilty and makes a plea deal to testify against Nine Trey Gang. It comes out in court that the Nine Trey were planning to kill Takashi. In a phone call between the rapper Jim Jones and the leader of the Nine Trey, Mel Murder, they talk about violating Takashi, which means kill. Takashi calls out some famous people like Jim Jones and Cardi B as being bloods. Mm-hmm. But that was also, that was kind of known, I thought. But I didn't know that Jim Jones was, was on a ranking level with the gang talking about we're going to violate people. You're supposed to be balling. I was trying to think where I know Jim Jones from. Wasn't he on Love and Hip Hop? Yes, when it first started. 
that's all I know the about most slash cared the least. Yes. I think this is what really hurt Takashi. This label of being the snitch. And I kind of think Takashi had every right to quote snitch on people. They were ripping him off. They were trying to kill him. But Takashi just played gangster and got in over his head. That's where he loses everybody. I mean, the thing is, one wouldn't have happened without the other. If he did not uh, create and play into that persona so much, I don't think he would have got as famous as he would have and would have got hooked up with the people he would have and got, you know, in the lifestyle and, you know, got jacked up and all that. But... Yes, he had every right to tell on the people who were basically promising one thing to his face and going behind his back. But yeah, in in the street code, which is what he was pretending to live by, it didn't matter if um, you had that right or not. Everybody was going to label you as snitch. Everybody was going to, no matter what you said, that's the first thing coming out their mouth. Well, Well, who cares? You're a snitch. Exactly. And I think people who were not even you know, and this street life, this gangster life, we're labeling him a snitch too. And it's like, okay, you probably would have done the same if you were facing all those years. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love to do shit like that. Society loves to tell people, oh my gosh, you're a snitch. You're terrible. I can't believe you did that. But if the gun was on us, we'd be like, oh my gosh, yes. My mama definitely told me to do that. And I'm so sorry. Tell her I love her before you arrest her. Okay, I'm going to go on record here. I would definitely be a snitch. And if I commit a crime with you, I'm snitching on you. Sorry. 100%. That's why I have not called you on any of my crimes. <laughs> I've had at least a dozen by far, and you are always last on the list. Good to know. Yeah, but I, here's the thing. I, I don't know because I haven't been put in the situation. But I honestly don't. I think I would only snitch in a few situations. I mean, okay. if there's anybody in my family that, and, and we got to be specific on the term family, I'm talking about somebody who we have probably came out the same vagina slash uh, said owner of vagina. Those are the only people I'm protecting. Anybody else is like fair game. I also find it different. Like snitching to me is if we both did the same crime and I am going to turn you in to get less time, which Takashi sort of did. But these people at the end of the day were not his friends. They were not people that were going to take the same fall as him. They were going to kill him and they were going to rip him off. Exactly. There's no more loyalty at that point. Ties is cut. Which Takashi actually said in interviews, like, where's the loyalty, you know, after his release. So I also find it interesting that from the time Gummo came out to the time of his arrest, it had just been over a year. It was like a year and two months. He had really rose to fame and had a big fall from grace in such a short time period. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of surprised they offered Takashi a deal, the feds, because with all the recordings they had of him, it does not seem like they needed him. I guess to like connect some things and dot some I's and cross some T's, but it did not seem like they needed him. Oh, I, I think so. And I think, yes, I think you're right. I think they uh, did it for the shock value and all the eyes on the case. And it it never, from what I hear in the in, in the system is that very few times is there a slam dunk case. So if you have as many witnesses as you can get, you you want to you want to gather them. That's so true. he was such a big part. There were so many eyes on him. He, uh, they wanted him on the stand because even if the public isn't deciding the case, public favor and pe- public opinion are such big factors as cases as well. How people are viewing things, uh, what they kind of are seeing from inside the courtroom to outside the courtroom to what's happened beforehand that got them all here. I mean, I feel like if it, it would they would have been uh, it would have been a shame if they didn't put them on there. Plus, uh, <laughs> they wanted them. They're like, okay, he's not a big fish, but he know everything. So we really weren't even trying to get him locked up forever anyway. We just wanted him to give up all the big players. Because yeah. out of Takashi, shoddy autumn people, uh, Takashi was doing that, the gangbanging for the least amount of time. They didn't care about what he was doing. They wanted the people with the real murder, the real robbery, the real money, money laundering. They wanted the people who've been in that shit for years. 
Because of his plea deal, he is only sentenced to two years, and he only ended up serving 17 months because of the coronavirus. When sickness works out. (laughs) It did for him. After he was released, he hit the ground running and released new music immediately, one of them being Trolls with Nicki Minaj. It went to number one, Satoshi's first number one. Satoshi later said in a Billboard interview that the number one record was his doing and his doing only. Yes. Uh, Tell us how you feel about that one. He said, quote, I love Nikki. That's my sister. I love her to death. Give me a Nikki single that's been her number one, her record. I think that's so shitty to try and discredit her when she helped him because people don't want to work with him because he's labeled a snitch, a pedophile. Mm -hmm. I also think his song Gooba is better than Trolls, and it came out before Trolls. And that one peaked at number three. Now, number three is not something to be ashamed of. I don't have a number three record. And, but to discredit Nikki for giving him his number one, and you know, Nikki's fans are what bumped him up to number one. Mm -hmm. Y'all, and you know, once he said that, the Barbs was, they was mad. I think next to the Beehive, I don't even know if the Beehive is number one on on, uh, fans that'll tear your ass up. I think Barb's is number one. Yeah. (laughs) Once they heard that, they was tearing his ass up. Sadly, his album, Tattletales, did not do as well as he hoped. He blamed being shadow banned and the Billboard changed the rules to bundling your album with merchandise. It was trash. Okay. I mean, I... Like Gooba, I'm not going to lie. It was good the, the first few times. I like Trolls because of Nikki, but I'm not a Takashi fan. Um, I normally would want to put in like what Hollywood or what people around him said about this scandal of him being a snitch, but that was just it. Everyone called him a snitch. There was nothing really dif- to differentiate. Yeah, you had either people who really hated him, who still hate him to this day, or the few people who really hated him they made up, but they don't. But I, I think it was that means it was a beef for show because they it's not like they made up and they interact or they do music or you see them with each other. It was just like, OK, huh? we did our part. We got our streams. Let's uh, shake up real quick. And uh, don't you ever fucking mention me on Instagram again. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're kind of at with Takashi right now. Do you think he has a future? Um, I think he can still. I, I think he's still going to keep trying. Um, what they said, like, I mean, he got signed to a deal where he's supposed to be putting out English and Spanish albums, right? So he's going to come back, but he's. I think when he doesn't get the attention that uh, he expects, or once the attention dies down. He goes back in the lab and starts thinking of another scheme to come up with or starts going to the studio to come up with some more music that we ain't trying to hear. I don't know. I I, I don't really I don't I don't I think he's not going to be how he was, but I don't think he's going away. I think he's going to be like one of those fly entertainers like, oh, my gosh, he's so bothersome. But he's going to keep coming back with some new music, with some new antics. I agree. And I might have started this episode with saying I hate Takashi, but something I do not hate about him is his ambition. I feel like he does have strong ambition to be famous, to have money. And I think he's going to work hard for that. If he stays on the troll antics, I think it's going to get old. It's Mm. already getting old. If Takashi would grow up a little, I think people would tune in again. I mean, People are always going to tune in, I think, for him, maybe to see if it's a train wreck, to see what's going on. But I I think there's going to be a second act for Takashi. Yeah, because some people do find him entertaining. Some people do find him funny. Some people do find him creative. And I do feel bad about his some of his circumstances in life, because some of the things you mentioned, those are not easy things to live with and to grow up from. Um so I do empathize with him in his childhood. It's just that everything after when you start to become an adult, his decision making has just been so questionable in public that you're like, eh, you you feel like he couldn't be that good of a guy in private. But, you know, I don't know, because some of those charges, though, I don't want to say like, I hope. The, no, I'm gonna say, you, you hope the best for the man. I do. But he's just not my type of person. Uh, and like I, like you said, I guess you 
you just hope he matures more because people do have amnesia. People can be forgiven in uh, in Hollywood, in the entertainment industry. We've seen it happen a thousand times. So with maturity or age or experience, maybe he will have another act and it'll be different. And, you know, you, you know. I agree. 100%. It is what it is. It'll be what it is. <laughs> well, that's all I got. All right. All right. Well, so let's move on to the more uh, slider side of things uh, where we kind of pick a piece of entertainment or media that kind of means something to us or that has shaped us in some particular way or we have fond memories of. Um, Last time I went first, I'm going to let you go first today, Jose. All righty. I think I'm going to go with a song again. Oh, switch it up on me. I, I thought you was going to do a book. I thought about it, but I'm usually not that bit of a music listener. I mean, obviously I listen to music, but with doing the research for this, I'm listening to podcasts about Takashi and I'm, just, I'm reading articles. So music is kind of my escape right now. Um, so one of the songs I've been really listening to is by Queen Herbie, and I love Queen Herbie. If people <laughs> listening to this don't know who she is. She used to be from the group Carmen. She has rebranded herself. And the song she is, is called, great. She is great. I introduced you to her. Yes. Not personally. Like her <laughs> I music. love her. We, we have coffee. <laughs> the song is called FWM, which means fuck with me. And it's kind of how I've been feeling. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> what do I have to do? For y'all to listen to this podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just something that goes in my head. And I listen to the song like, damn, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> Fuck with us, please. Fuck with us, please. And even without it being related to this podcast, in a more personal note, I mean, I've had those friendships, relationships where it's like, you know, what do I need to do? Like, just tell me. And I'm usually not a pick me kind of person, but I... I think we all have those times in our life where it's like, what do I need to do? That's I all for mine. Okay. I, I, I empathize that. Haven't heard. I haven't heard that song. Is that a newer one or an older one? It's an older one. You need to listen to it. Okay. I ain't going to lie. Since I came over to visit and you played Alone by Queen Herbie, <laughs> I'm going to listen to that song. <laughs> That's like, another good one. I'm so alone. But she sounds so beautiful. <laughs> But okay, so I picked music as well, but I picked the whole album. Ooh. So um, Jose knows this about me, but other people do not. I guess you don't. Uh, I love R&B. I would say R&B is my favorite genre. Uh, sp- specifically, I mean, I like the 2000s. That's what everybody talks about. You love the 90s, but I really do like the 80s. But it's funny I'm saying this because it's not an R&B <laughs> album at all. <laughs> So basically, uh, my music taste was shaped by my grandparents uh, on my father's side, my grandmother on my mother's side, and my mother, who all specifically listened to R&B. So when I was young, uh, I had touched on this last episode, how I started watching Grey's Anatomy in fourth grade. Yes. And I had heard uh, How to Save a Life by The Fray. Love that song so much. I said, I got to get this album. And my mama bought it for me. And I could not stop listening to it. For some reason, it was just like so many of the songs just, I mean, I was young, so they weren't speaking to my love experience or anything, but they're just, you just hear a song, you just hear a melody, you just hear these lyrics and they just touch you. They live in your head. And I've still loved that album. I still play songs of, uh, from it to this day. I will say specifically, my favorite part of the album is the three song spread of look after you to uh is it 100 or 100 and then vienna those three songs in a row bro will put me in a mood feel like i'm about to cry but i I really love it especially look after you because what i get from that song is that i was a big sister um and i've always had to in a sense look after my brother and my sisters um make sure either that we were all okay or we were all in the house we were all fed that we were all leaving my mama alone so she can get her sleep or whatever but you know you you're always there looking after other people so 
I specifically love that song. I specifically love those three songs in a row. I love the whole album. Um, but uh, I guess that was what I really started listening to other genres of music besides R&B. I started to listen to the more uh, rock alternative, you know, Linkin Park. Even though people hate Nickelback, Nickelback. Um, even classic rock, I started listening to, um, was it Def Leppard, um, Journey, stuff like that. So sometimes just seeing one song on a show to listen to a whole album will really just kind of turn your whole, your whole, um, kind of world around because sometimes you're so narrow-minded I mean R&B has great music but you always want to be open to other things and see what other things move you and so definitely music's always been a big part of my life I can't sing worth a lick I can't write lyrics uh shout out to the song me and my sister made poor 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 you don't love me anymore Um, (laughs) back when we were 10 and seven but yeah i always love listening to new music all types of music from all types of people I, that was kind of long ramble but yeah i just want to say all that <laughs> i don't really know that much about the fray i know how to save a life and i know i think it's called cable car yeah over and, my head cable car yeah yeah which how to save a life you, even, you ain't and i know the kanye else? west Heartless cover, which is my favorite phrase song, but it's oh, really Kanye West song. Too. I forgot about that. But I'll definitely get them, give them more of a listen. Yeah, they got a few good albums, but that's just the one that I've loved the most, like stuck with me no matter what. Yeah. Um, before we go, I do want to tell the listeners where to contact us on Twitter. It's Save Your Sorry, but it's You Are, so Save You Are Sorry. At, if you want to email us, it's saveyoursorry at gmail.com, which it's spelled out regular. If you want to give us a dollar or two, you can go to Cash App and it's dollar sign save your sorry, spelled out regular. Yeah, I'll say this uh, real quick before you end it. Um, if you have questions, stuff you want us to answer or ask, just please uh, email us because sometimes, you know, we don't want to just get straight into the topic. If you know, you want us to talk about our day or you want to ask us a weird random fact or something. We we need to answer something. Yeah. Give, and give, give us something. We could also do a Q&A one time an episode. We need the three people out there listening. Hey, it is more than three. It is in the <laughs> double digits. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Somebody new. Can't wait to talk shit. Bye. Bye.